0: Hey, good morning. Hope you're all having a great start to your week. Um, I know I am. It's been a great morning uh, today. I want to um, talk about a story out of Matthew 15. Uh, there's there's a lot to pull out of it. There's there's healing. There's uh, food being shared, generosity, gratefulness, uh, praise. There's just so much going on in this this short little section. Um that it really just stood out to me, uh, recently. And so I wanted to, uh, share some of that with you today. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, hello, Angie, good morning. Uh, if you, uh, if there's anybody else on hop in the comments, say hello, uh, love to know who's watching, uh, another note before we get started next week. Um, we're going to be at a much earlier time, um, trying out something different to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me to uh, see if we can uh, uh, boost this a little bit and share it uh, going a, a little bit earlier. So, so we'll be looking forward to that next week. Uh, all right, let's get started in Matthew 15. Uh, we're going to start in verse 29. It says, after leaving Lebanon, Jesus went to Lake Galilee, <clears throat> excuse me, and climbed a hill nearby and sat down. Then huge crowds of people streamed up the hill bringing with them the lame blind deformed mute and many others in need of healing they laid them at jesus's feet and he healed them all i just love this it didn't matter um who they were they they just they knew that they could bring people to jesus and that they would be made whole that they would leave that encounter just blessed and and completely healed. And I just love this. I mean, everywhere it talks about um, Jesus healing or people being brought to him to be healed, no one one leaves there without being made whole. That's just something we need to recognize, that when you bring something to Jesus, I expect that he's going to make you whole. There should be an expectancy there of that happening. And after you enter into that, you need to walk away with the belief that that has happened. That's an important part of that. That faith piece is uh, if you're asking for healing or if you're asking uh, um, for whatever it is, believing that when you walk away from that encounter, that it is happening. You have the faith that it's it's being done for you. Let's continue on in verse 31. It says, And the crowds marveled with rapture and amazement, astounded over the things they were witnessing with their own eyes. The lame were walking, the mute were speaking, the crippled were made well, and the blind could see. For three days, everyone celebrated the miracles as they exalted and praised the God of Israel for three days. It doesn't say they stopped at any point, just for three days. Everyone there was in celebration. Everyone there was was just giving praise to God for what they were seeing. Uh, Matthew 15, we started in verse 29, and I just finished reading uh, verse 31. Uh, For three days, everyone celebrated, everyone rejoiced, everyone praised God without stopping. I I just love the picture of this. They they recognized what they were seeing. Uh, They were amazed. They were astounded, sure. But they recognized what they were seeing. They knew that something great was going on, and so they praised God. That was their natural reaction was they didn't leave. They, they didn't um, they weren't distracted or deterred by anything else. They knew that what they were seeing was amazing, that it was great. You're welcome. Uh, they knew that it was great and, and so they praised God for three days. For three days. Some of us can't even muster up 20 minutes. Some of us can't go three minutes without getting distracted, much less three days. Because it goes on and says, in verse 32, Jesus called his disciples to himself and said, I care deeply about all these people, for they've already been without me or been with me for three days without food. Three days without food, praising God, didn't care, weren't distracted, weren't deterred for three days. Jesus goes on to say, I don't want to send them away fasting or else they may be overcome by weakness on their journey home. Right here is that, that deep care that he's talking about. He didn't want to send them away. He wanted to make sure that they were physically taken care of too. They were physically healed, emotionally healed. Now they needed to be nourished as well. And that's what he didn't want to send them away without being nourished, without being taken care of, without every need that they had being fulfilled. Verse 33 says, so the disciples said to him, where in the world are we going to find enough food in this desolate place to feed this crowd? I mean, that's probably a question a lot of us would have had. I don't I don't understand where they were at during um, during this time where Jesus was sitting on the hillside and all the all the people that were um Lame, blind, deformed, mute, and many others in need of healing were brought and laid at his feet, and he healed all of them. I, I don't, I don't understand why they think he couldn't, couldn't pull food out. Right? Yeah. How do we miss these things? <laughs> Where in the world are we going to find enough food in this desolate place to feed this crowd? Such a, it's such an amusing question. Uh, being able to look back on it. And, and knowing what's going on, knowing, you know, on this side of the cross, knowing what happens, uh, it's, it's a funny question and it's, it's an interesting question because even today, knowing those things, we still, um, we still have the same reaction, you know, uh, where are we going to find enough in this desolate place? Because we, we have this, um, Focus on the natural of what is going on around us, you know, our circumstances, um, the situations that we're in. We can get caught up on focusing on those rather than looking at what is going on spiritually, looking at these things through spiritual eyes. What's Jesus doing? Where's he at? Where's he acting on our behalf? And looking at looking at those things. We may not ask the same question specifically, where are we going to find enough food in this desolate place to feed the crowd? But we ask these, we ask these things in our own way. I know I do it. I'm getting better at catching myself in the moment when I'm doing it, but it still happens. I still get caught up like, oh, Jesus, what's going on here? Why is this happening? And I have to stop myself and, and realize, oh, I'm complaining. I'm whining. Because I'm not looking at this through spiritual eyes. I'm looking at it through natural eyes. You know, Paul talks about in Second Corinthians 5, uh, we, we don't look at Jesus the same way as we did before. We don't look at him through natural eyes. Right? We, and we now we look at everyone through spiritual eyes as new creations. And we have to do the same thing. We have to apply that same mindset to uh, any issues, uh, uh, negative circumstances or situations that we're dealing with or faced with, right? We can't rely on our own strength to be our own providers. We can't rely on our own uh, understanding to defend ourselves. It's not what we're called to do. Right? We, we, we're not called to be our own offenders, our own providers. We know that Jesus is taking care of those things. So we can't be focused on the questions, uh, where in the world are we going to find enough food in this desolate place to feed this crowd? We can't do it. We can't be asking these questions in in their many different forms anymore. If you find yourself doing it, quickly recognize that it's happening and stop and ask Jesus, where are you at? Where are you at right now? Where are you in, in whatever it is that's going on? What are you doing? How are you moving on my behalf? He goes on and uh, it goes on in verse 34. It says, how many barley loaves do you have? Jesus asked seven, they replied, and a few small fish. So he gave the order, have the people sit down on the grass. Then he took the seven loaves and the fish and gave thanks to God. He broke the bread and gave it uh, to his disciples who then distributed the food to the crowds. Love this. Once again, we have um, a food miracle where Jesus is multiplying food and he's gathering the people up to have a meal. I love this. Uh, You know, I like to eat. So of course I'm going to be drawn to that. Verse 37 says when everyone was full and satisfied, they gathered up the leftovers. This right here, uh, you know, a, a few months back we were talking about kingdom finance principles and uh, one of those being abundance, and so uh, this right here speaks to that in a different form. I'm not talking about money, we're talking about uh, uh, nourishment and, and satisfaction. Right there was an abundance of that here. When everyone was full and satisfied, they gathered up the leftovers. There was an abundance for everyone to be full and satisfied. I love this. Absolutely love it. Because this this just, again, demonstrates and illustrates that kingdom principle of abundance. You can't get away from it. It's just a natural thing that flows out of the kingdom. Abundance is a natural thing that flows out of you as a kingdom carrier. And everyone, everyone, it it did not matter. What they were there for. It didn't matter if they came to um, to gawk at Jesus. To um, it didn't matter if they came to uh, just see what it was all about. It didn't matter if they came to uh, praise him or bring a family member or friend who needed healing. It didn't even matter if they came to try to trap him in his own words, which never worked. Everyone was full and satisfied because Jesus came for everyone, right? He came for everybody. Do you think we have to choose to be satisfied? Like he provides the fullness, but we have to be willing to be consoled. That's an excellent question. That's an excellent question. Uh, this again, uh, everyone was full and satisfied. So Obviously, they had to make a choice to accept what was being offered, the bread and fish, and they had to make the choice to consume it. So, yes, I think we have to choose to be satisfied. I I think we do. Because you can you can receive the bread, you can receive the fish and just set it down and just look at it and, and think, oh, wow bread and fish that's great uh, i'm 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 good i got my gift but there's no if you don't use it as intended which was to be eaten in this case which would make you full and satisfied yeah without that choice you're not going to be satisfied he provides the fullness but we have to be willing to be consoled absolutely yes Yeah, Israel was full, but not satisfied. That's true. Because one day there, you know, Israel was full, but not satisfied. Yes, one day they were celebrating Jesus, laying palm branches at his feet to walk on in recognition of victory as he entered Jerusalem. And days later, they're they're crucifying him, the same people shouting to crucify him. Yep, they weren't satisfied. It's an interesting dynamic to to be thinking about. Uh, It's an interesting uh, conversation for you to have with Holy Spirit about your own satisfaction, about your own fullness. Are you really consuming what it is he's offering? Are you choosing to be satisfied with what it is that he's offering up to you? Because he's going to offer a lot of things. Maybe not a one-time, but what it is he's offering you right now, you have to choose it. All right. Uh, He goes, uh, when everyone was full and satisfied, they gathered up the leftovers. And from what was once seven loaves and a few fish, they filled seven baskets. Wow. Filled seven baskets. Um, <clears throat> this is an interesting footnote because they went from uh, seven loaves and uh, he took the seven loaves and the fish, a few fish that they had, and there was seven baskets left over. It's And this footnote says the Greek word used here implies a very large basket, possibly the size of a person. Talk about abundance. Talk about, uh enough left over right there's more than enough i I think that's a point we often miss is we we like we have we think we have to hoard our 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 little uh portion because there's not going to be enough if there were seven baskets full that were human size left over come on there's more than enough for everybody there's more than enough to go around Abundance, that, that's, that's it right there. It says there were 4,000 men who ate the food Jesus multiplied, and even more, including the women and children. After dismissing the crowd, Jesus got into a boat and crossed over to the region of Magdala or Magdala. I don't know how to pronounce that. Isn't it interesting though? So interesting to look at some of these stories that uh, can seem on the surface so simple. But once you start digging into what's going on, what questions are being asked, what's actually happening here, we start to discover the kingdom. It starts to open it up for you. You start to see things like uh, celebration, undeterred celebration. You start to see uh, deep compassion and empathy for people. You start to see uh, generosity, hospitality. You just feel love just pouring out of these stories. It's so amazing to me. I absolutely love just Getting into some of these these smaller uh, portions of Scripture, some of these stories that uh, aren't long, and really just trying to like, oh, what do you want me to pull out of this Holy Spirit? What is it that you're wanting to show me? Because when you pull these things out, now you get to celebrate. You get to go live abundantly. you get to understand and remember like oh that's right jesus has me i don't need to worry about these things let me look with, let me look at this with my spiritual eyes let me see where the leftovers are at hmm I, i'm getting excited here I'm getting excited for the next thing what what's what, what do you have coming this week jesus How are you going to bless unedited life this week? How are you going to bless the people that see this? How are you going to bless the people that are part of this organization? How are you going to bless the the people around those folks that are a part of unedited life? What impact are you going to have through those people? Hmm. It's exciting. Very exciting. All right. I hope you have, an amazing week. I hope it's filled with discovery and revelation. And I would love to hear what it is that Holy Spirit's talking to you about. Come back, get in the comments, put it in there and let me know what's happening. All right. I think I, uh, Lost signal there for a minute. Uh my screen just went black. But yes, to bless Unedited Life financially, just go to the website, uneditedlife.org. And in the, the lower right hand corner is a give button. It's really simple to walk through. Yes, I'm back. <laughs> it's really simple to walk through um and, and make a one-time gift or even set up a recurring giving. It's it's very simple to do that. So all right. With that, uh, I will talk to you all soon.